Welcome back, listeners, to Dark Tides and Other Stories, the podcast that plunges you into the depths of cosmic horror. In this episode, we embark on a journey into the unknown as we delve into the multi-part tale of Shadows of Oblivion. Brace yourselves as we peel back the layers of an alternate reality where the ordinary morphs into the extraordinary, and unimaginable horrors lurk in every shadow. Our story will transport you beyond the realm of human comprehension, where dark tides surge and cosmic horrors await around every corner. Get ready to embrace the unknown, for dark tides lie ahead. Shadows of Oblivion, Chapter 1 Dark Young Klaus took a deep breath as the cold wind swept through the old abandoned fortress. The year was 1941, and Germany was at the height of its power. A resistance fighter by heart, Klaus had a sense of moral clarity that often put him at odds with this authoritarian regime. His determination to resist was unyielding, fueled by the heinous atrocities he had witnessed at the hands of the Nazis. Accompanying Klaus were a small group of allies who shared his revulsion for the new order. They had come to this ancient fortress after receiving intelligence about a secret and horrific experiment conducted by the Nazis. The fortress, known as Berg Frankenstein, held a significant place in German history, Built in the 13th century, it served as a stronghold for various rulers. Now it stood as a symbol of fear and terror, transformed into a place of horrors by the Nazis. Snow crunched underfoot as Klaus and his group carefully approached the entrance of the fortress. The moon hanging high in the sky illuminated the decaying walls with its haunting glow, revealing intricate patterns of cracks and moss-covered stones. With heartbeats quickening, they ventured further into the darkness, their footsteps echoing ominously against the silence. The air grew heavy with anticipation as they braced themselves for what awaited them within the fortress's mysterious depths. As they infiltrated deeper into the cold, sinister structure, they couldn't help but feel a creeping dread take hold. The walls were adorned with otherworldly symbols, sobering signs that the nature of their mission was beyond anything they could have imagined. But the strangest of all was the lack of guards. It seemed as if each one had abandoned their post. "'We must proceed with caution,' Klaus whispered to his comrades." As they moved stealthily along the corridors, the sounds of tortured screams began to seep into their ears, faint at first, but steadily getting louder with each step, a sure sign they were on the right path. Through the winding maze of intricate passageways and dimly lit chambers, they stumbled upon the beating heart of the fortress, a secret chamber concealed deep within its bowels. As they approached, the air grew heavy with an immeasurable burden of despair. Each labored step echoed with chilling resonance. The walls whispered ancient secrets, their stone surfaces turned to tablets adorned with arcane symbols that seemed to pulse with a malign energy. As they pushed open a heavy, creaking door, it revealed a room bathed in a sickly green glow. The air was thick with the scent of decay, mingled with an unnameable stench that made their stomachs churn. Torches flickered ominously, casting distorted shadows that danced and twisted upon the walls as if mocking their presence. And there, standing amidst the eerie glow, was the dark young of Shabnaguroth. Its grotesque form towered above the group, its writhing tentacles curling and unfurling with sickening grace. The mere sight of it sent a chill down their spine, freezing them in a mixture of awe and terror. Its eyes, pools of darkness, seemed to bore into their very souls, as if peering into the depths of their most primal fears. As they stood petrified, the unspeakable horror before them defying all comprehension, They couldn't help but feel a strange mix of disgust and fascination. It was as if they were witnessing a glimpse into a realm beyond their wildest nightmares, a realm where the boundaries of reality and sanity blurred into a nauseating tapestry of the unknown. 
The room was filled with inexplicable and palpable magic that seemed to hang in the air. It was permeated by the haunting chant of ancient incantations whispered by the Nazis, their voices resonating in unison. As the incantations echoed throughout the darkness, they blended with the anguished screams of the captured civilians, creating a haunting and macabre symphony. In the midst of the sinister ambiance, the overwhelming sense of dread and despair settled upon the room, casting a shadow over the hearts of all who witnessed this gruesome spectacle. Klaus's heart shuddered violently, sending a surge of fear coursing through his veins. The intensity of his fury grew like a smoldering fire, ready to consume everything in its path. He couldn't fathom the depths of depravity from those forcing this merciless sacrifice to the Dark Young. It was a desperate act by the Nazis, a twisted attempt to appease a malevolent deity. But in their madness, they sought something even more sinister. The summoning of the monstrosity's formidable mother a creature rumored to possess unimaginable power and a hunger for destruction that knew no bounds. With the rage burning in their veins, Klaus and his team wasted no time springing into action, fueled by unwavering determination to end the Nazis. The thunderous sound of gunfire reverberated throughout the chamber, each bullet finding its target with precision. The atmosphere was charged with a primal intensity. The Nazis met their inevitable fate. As the chaos unfolded, the anguished screams of the sacrificed souls gradually faded into a tragic silence, leaving behind husks of what were once human beings, now their bodies limp and eyes sallow. The once dormant Dark Young, a grotesque and ancient entity, began to stir, its countless limbs writhing and awakening in response to the disturbance that saturated its chamber. It coiled and twisted, its malevolent presence growing more ominous, as if daring anyone to challenge its ghastly existence and face the wrath of its otherworldly power. Having dispatched the remaining Nazis, Klaus and his allies turned their guns on the abomination. The air was thick with smoke as they unleashed barrage after barrage of futile bullets. Each bullet found its target, but to no avail. The creature stood tall, seemingly unaffected by the assault, its hide as impenetrable as the ancient fortress walls. Klaus, his heart gripped with fear, stood in awe of the monstrous being before him. In that moment, he realized that this was no ordinary creature. It was the deity, a force beyond comprehension. As Klaus loaded his final clip, he glanced around. Fear and panic consumed his group. He chambered his next round and sounded the retreat. The group made their run for the door, Klaus covering their exit with a final blaze of gunfire. As the group stumbled out of the fortress, Klaus was nowhere to be seen, his fate never known to his brave allies. Yet deep in the underbelly of the fortress, Klaus battled on. Unbeknownst to his group, the beast broke free of its bindings just as the last of them slipped out the door. Klaus, fully aware of his looming fate, closed the heavy door and pushed his attack. Now in a fatal foxtrot with oblivion, the thump of his final bullet falling to the stone floor was the signal for him to pull out his knife. With unwavering bravery, he lunged at the monstrous creature, his heart pounding. With a mighty thrust, he drove his blade deep into its thick, scaly flesh, the sensation of impact reverberating throughout his entire being. In that moment, as the blade pierced the creature, a deafening roar erupted, sending cracks throughout the foundation. A blinding light burst forth, flooding the space with an ethereal brilliance, as if the heavens themselves had opened up. The chamber was instantly transformed, consumed by a radiant glow that turned darkness into day. The dark young, undeterred by Klaus's valiant strike, retaliated with a swift and brutal strike. In a single powerful motion, it flung Klaus aside, sending him hurtling through the air like a ragdoll. As he gradually regained consciousness, his vision blurred and hazy, he found himself lying on the cold, damp ground, gazing up at a dense canopy of scorched trees towering over him, their branches reaching out like twisted fingers casting ghostly shadows that seemed to play in the dim light. 
Summoning his strength, Klaus rose to his feet, his mind swirling with thoughts too chaotic to grasp. Suddenly, a disturbance from behind captured his attention. Whirling around, he found himself face to face with three men emerging from the dense woods. They were sprinting towards him. Run! One of them, a black man with a strong American accent, shouted. Can't you hear me? Run! He repeated forcefully, spinning Klaus around and propelling him in the direction they were traveling. These men who Klaus would come to know as Horace Needham and James Reese were unlike anyone he had ever met. As Klaus observed them, he couldn't help but notice their peculiar uniforms, which seemed to belong to a mysterious organization. Their patch on the left shoulder depicted an intricate octopus with a vivid red line striking through it, a symbol that held an enigmatic significance. Their eyes reflected a combination of fear and unwavering determination, giving Klaus a glimpse into the magnitude of their situation. In his dazed state, he struggled to fully grasp the gravity of what was unfolding before him. But one thing was certain. These men were obviously fleeing from the same entity that Klaus just had an encounter with. The group bolted through the tree line into a clearing. The apparent leader tossed a rifle to Klaus. Get rid of that weapon. It'll only get you killed. This here is a lightning gun. When you see something come through that tree line, just know, it ain't us. Shoot it until it stops moving. Desperation apparent in his voice. These men held the tree line in their sight. Time stretched from seconds to minutes and minutes to hours. Exhausted, their bodies remained frozen. No one dared move. Breaking the silence, Klaus questioned, Where on earth are we? His thick German accent unmistakable. Horace, lowering his weapon, remarked, How in the hell did a German find his way here? Figured you'd be occupied with recovery efforts. Recovery from what? Did the Nazis lose and no one told us? A perplexed expression crossed Klaus's face. What year is it? He inquired, certain it was 1941. The Nazis? Horace shrugged. It's 1924. You're in America, near the Canadian border. Our lines were overrun with abominations and we fled. That's where we encountered you, Horace explained regarding Klaus with a curious gaze. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Dark Tides and Other Stories. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an upcoming episode, including our next exciting installment, Chapter 2, Lingering Defiance. We do appreciate your support and encourage you to share this episode with anybody who might find it enjoyable. For more behind-the-scenes content and updates, be sure to follow us on Patreon. We love connecting with our listeners and hearing your thoughts and feedback. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on Dark Tides and Other Stories.